Welcome from Victim to Victory to our podcast. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You are not a victim. You are victorious. You can live a full, good life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment, encouraging you to live your best life. Simply put, encouragement and empowerment are our business. And this is what we do. Greetings and welcome to Conversations with Miss Mary, podcast episode 74, presented by From Victim to Victory. I am Miss Mary, your host, and our mission is to share good news. You're not a victim, you are victorious. You can live an abundant life victoriously. Our goal is to help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment through education, which we do on this weekly podcast, encouraging everyone to live their best life by possessing the holistic approach, making a lifestyle of positively feeding the spirit, mind, and body. Simply put, I love to say encouragement and empowerment are our business. And this is what we do. All righty, let's go to the throne of grace. Precious Father, thank you once again for this beautiful day you have blessed us with. Thank you for all of our blessings, Father. Thank you for the listeners who are joining us. And thank you, Father God, for my guest today. Thank you for every home that's represented. Father, we thank you that we, the listeners, won't leave the way they came, but they will leave with more knowledge, Father. And we thank you for just blessing us in every way, helping us to grow, oh, Father, and helping us to live our lives abundantly and victoriously as you have planned, Father God. We thank you for the new things that you are doing in each of our lives, Father God. You told us to speak those things that are not as though they were. So, Father, we claim victory. We are that we are able to live the lives that you have planned for us to live. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise for everything and all that you're doing and for the awesome amazing God that you are in Jesus name we pray amen amen Amen. so thank you once again listeners for tuning in thank you I know we have some new listeners joining us and um, so we are truly uh, thankful that you have chosen to take out the time to listen to our podcast I want to, um, before we get started with the conversation, I like to always remind my listeners to uh, make sure that you uh, grab a pen, paper, or your computer tablet, or whatever it is you use to take notes. Uh, I like to emphasize that this is an educational podcast, so you want to take some good notes. <laughs> All right? All righty. Now, listeners, I tell you, it has been a phenomenal month uh, for me. It truly has. Uh, I am excited and I've had the opportunity to have a conversation with men who are successful in living abundant lives and living them victoriously. I am just overjoyed, I tell you. 
Um, we have designated this month as From Victim to Victories Men's Month. And all month, we have been focusing on our fathers. Um, we just had Father's Day and then men in general because we are celebrating men and acknowledging our fathers. Um, so, um, you know, they've been sharing um, their journeys with us. And, of course, it certainly is a journey. Nothing happens overnight. And, um, you know, we hear so much negativity, so many negative things about our men. And I understand it. It is not easy being a man. You know, uh, you know I, I always like, just keep it real. Uh, let me just say, especially uh, men of color. It's not easy uh, for the men of color. Uh, as I said, it's not easy being a man, but certainly not uh, for the men of color. And um, even more so, I think, in the world that we live in today, it is uh, a lot different from when I grew up. I'm a baby boomer. So um, it, it's a different world. You know, uh, growing up, as I remember, you always there was always a positive male figure that you just could depend on to step up and help uh, those uh, single parent homes. You know, I was blessed to grow up. Uh, with both my parents in, in a home where um, I grew up where family was. You know, everybody around me was family. I grew up in the, um, the hall. I was in the house, I know, until ninth grade, high school. Uh, I moved but grew up in the house I was born in, and that was my father's home house. And so everyone around him, that was his brothers, that were my uncles, you know. So, um and everybody was related. So I had that village and that, you know, I grew up in a village and that's what it takes. It takes a village. We always say that it takes a village uh, to raise uh, a child. And it really does. And we are our brother's keepers. And we really need to get back to that and learn what that means and start living it because we are our brother's keeper. So, um... This this uh, this podcast is the finale of our men's month. Um, but now that doesn't mean that the men that we've heard and um, our final our, our man that we have today. It, uh, let me just say it's not going to be their last time. That doesn't mean they won't be back. <laughs> Let me just clarify that. That just means that um, I'm talking about right now, this men's month. Uh, they will be back, but it will be a different topic. Uh, you know, June has gone by as quickly as it has come in. As we say, the year is going by so quick. Um, but um, I am truly excited. I'm excited about my guest that's joining me today. Um, before I introduce him, let me give you the link for the men's health website that I have been sharing all month. Um, I am so happy to say that I actually, that my son, Sean, you know, Miss Mary is, is uh, 
technology challenge. So Sean, my son, is my web manager. So I just get the link or whatever. I I, I discover some things and um, the resources come to me. Uh, so I just sit up to say, him and say, hey, Sean, add this to our resource center. You know, and so I was looking uh, last week and I came about. I said, oh, great. He has added the link. So you can actually go and get that link in from Victim to Victory's website or I am going to give you the direct link like I have been um, because it is a great resource um, for men. Uh, so write it down. You got your paper and your pencil. Write this down. It is health network.org I'm going to say that again www.mens it's got a s healthnetwork.org so write that down and then of course write down our website because you can actually go to uh, our website and just click on resource center and you'll find their uh, link also there so that's from victim the number two VictoryLLC.com. You know, you all usually get it every week anyway, but I'm just doing it earlier this time, and you'll hear it again later on when we get to those announcements. Once again, it's from Victim to the number two, VictoryLLC.com. Because it is great. It is all about uh, men, and as I say to the men, and also I tell the sisters, wives, girlfriends, you go check it out too because you know we need to encourage our men uh, to check it out. So <laughs> that way if they don't, you have and you can encourage them to go check it out. Because it is is an awesome website. It's highly informative and educational website on our men's health, diet, and um, a lot of good stuff for men. Okay, stated it's all about men. And men, we really do need you to take care of yourselves physically, emotionally, and mentally. We really do. All righty. So. Now, um, my guest for today, I'm going to, um, I'm so excited to have him, as I said, and um, joining me today is Larry Massey. Let me tell you a little bit about him before he comes, and then, of course, we're going to hear more about him as he shares with us um, his journey. Larry Massey graduated from Bishop College in 1979 with a degree in business administration and a minor in economics. He has been married to his lovely wife, and I, I know he left it out. He sent me his bio. I only edited, I edited a few things, Larry, but anyway, I know, I know Teresa said amen to that, but he just forgot it. His lovely wife, Teresa, for the last 35 years with three children, uh, Lawrence, 25, Thomas, 21, Christina, 20. He resides in Snellville, Georgia, where he is heavily involved with community activism and civic ver volunteerism. Larry is a leader with New York Life Insurance Company, helping people put their love into action. I love that. 
He has received numerous reward, excuse me, numerous awards, senior NYLIC and NYLIC AAMU original board member, Centurion 25 plus quality council, executive council, president council, and lifetime council member, industry award, million dollar round table, national quality award, national sales achievement award, and the LUTC designation. He is past president and board member for the Shiloh Athletic Association, member of the Centerville Business Association, a member of the Decatur, Georgia alumni chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi and a Gwinnett County NAACP Youth Council Advisory Board member. Larry has ran the Peachtree Road race the 10K 29 times and feel, and feel that you can do anything that you want to do if you plan, prepare, and proceed with it. He is a mentor to many and encourages others with his tagline. I love this. Be the best at whatever you do every day and never give up. That is wonderful. So well, I want to welcome once again, joining me today, Larry Massey. I'm so glad to have you <laughs> joining me uh, today. And as I always say, and you heard me say earlier, this won't be your last time. It may be your first, but <laughs> it won't be your last time. So welcome. And thank you for joining uh, me. Thank you very much, Miss Mary. I appreciate the opportunity to be a part of your podcast and this is something new for me it's the first time i've ever done anything like this and so uh work with me help me along the way <laughs> uh, you said you want to hear my story and so i guess you want me to tell things i guess from my beginnings and how i got to be where i'm at okay. and why i'm at is that the way we want to do it? Well, the first thing I'm going to ask you, since we're talking about uh, men who are living their lives abundantly and victoriously, I'm going to start by asking you, um, what does that mean to you to live an abundant and victorious life? Tell me what does that mean. Tell us, share that with means, us. That mm-hmm. means, uh, as I've told my kids, God, God gives us all gifts and they're inside of our hearts. And we had to find out what our gift is and, and, and open it up and, 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 and be that person, uh, provide that, that service, that benefit, uh, be that special person. And so I would say living life abundantly is uh, enjoying life, having fun, uh, being a, 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 a good person, uh, striving for your goals, helping others to reach their goals, uh, just just pushing forward, uh, not giving up, uh, and, and 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 taking in all the blessings that 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 God provides to us. Sometimes we uh, take the approach and we 
we just we get a little bit and we don't want to we don't want to make it grow anymore and uh, God wants us all to live abundantly so I, I I would suggest that everybody try to be all they can be and enjoy what they have and 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 that's a good way to live abundantly wonderful I love that wonderful in other words it reminds us what you just said I was thinking Larry it reminds us that we are not uh, uh, here just for ourselves we're blessed to be a blessing and all that we all the gifts and talents and everything that God has given us he has given them to us not just for us but to share with others so that's wonderful Okay, I am going to the second thing I'm going to ask you, and then I'll save my last question for, um, and I have asked all the men uh, this this month, I'm going to um, ask you, uh, what is, what does it mean to be successful? What does it mean to be successful? Uh, success is being consistent at what you do every day and being the best at it to your ability and continuing to strive to be better every day. But most of all, helping others, and if you help others well, you'll be successful in all that you do. And success, just to give you an example, I, as I said, I run the Peachtree Road Race uh, 29 times, and this July 4th will be my 30th time. I do that so that I can measure myself every year to say I was able to complete that again. And that's a success. Mm -hmm. To do it, to have done it 30 times, that's that's not giving up on it. Uh, I've been uh, in the insurance business, uh, I didn't realize it, but I've been in the insurance business 40 years. I've done the same thing over and over. And uh, it, it has allowed me to be become successful at it because I've become a master of it. And so success is being consistent, never giving up, and trying to be the best at all that you do. Great. Wonderful. And I am going to save the last question, the third question. I'm going to save that, I think, after you're going to share with us uh, your journey to um, becoming a uh, uh, living that abundant life and becoming a successful man. Uh, so that I'm not wordy, how long can I can I talk? Uh, you go right ahead and I'll you I'll, I'll, I'll stop you when you do. Okay. Right. <laughs> but it's not well, going to be well, too long. It's not going to be okay. too long. Okay, well, my story and I'll abbreviate it. I come from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I grew up in a family where mom uh, was not married to our father all the time, and so we was me and my brother was two, and mom met someone else and married him, and so we had a stepfather. Uh, he was a uh, a provider. Uh, he did not realize he had an opportunity to to put us on a baseball team and knock us out the park because we were willing to be all that we could be, and we just needed some direction. But he provided good, we had a good base and a good living, and uh, we tried to do all that we could do. Mom married and had uh, five more kids, so it was a family of seven of us, and uh, we pushed forward, and, and, and we had all the basic stuff we needed. We were able to 
the older ones were able to work, and so we were able to help and help the family push forward. And, and when I got to high school, things got to change for me. I got involved with uh, the football team, and uh, my life went in a different direction. Uh, every summer, we would go to the University of Chicago and work on athletic skills in the morning, and we work on college courses in the afternoon. And every time I'd come back home, I'd say, something's wrong. Uh, when I go downtown to, to the school, this, all this, all this bright lights, when I come back home, it's somewhat dim, and, and it, it allowed me to continue to chase the light. And I went through high school and had an opportunity to go to college. Matter of fact, I had an opportunity to go to quite a few colleges. But for some reason, I was on a kick of wanting to go to a, a black college. And I selected Bishop College in Dallas, Texas, and not knowing I was the first one to go to college from the family, not knowing anything about college, I went to college, and uh, when I got there, they said, what do you want to do? And I said, I wanted to be an architectural engineer. And they told me it was a liberal arts school, and I could not go. And I had an opportunity to go to the University of Illinois on an architectural uh, program, and I chose to go away to play football. So let me let me ask you this, Larry. Okay. I want to ask this question. So when you went to um, school, did you have an interest in in playing football, or you just discovered when you got (laughs) that you had that gift? Did you have an interest? Well, no. I I played football in in high school. I played uh, four years of football in high school, and so that was the track you were on. That was the next step. And I was, and as as I said, I was with a program at the University of Chicago. So. Mm Every year, everybody launched. They went to, to, to different colleges and everything. And so it was like I was in the chute just waiting for my time that I was going to go to. All right. Now, they, they may have suggested I stay up north and go to school, but I wanted to go to the south. And so I went down to the south. I had an opportunity to go to several schools. I had an opportunity to go to, to Tuskegee. I had an opportunity to go to Morehouse out of my junior year. But in each case, my mother was from the south. Mm-hmm. and I guess her upbringing or whatever, she just didn't want me to go to the South. And because of Dallas being not Mississippi or Alabama, mm-hmm. she was agreeable to allow me to go to Dallas. So uh-huh. I went to Dallas. I played football there and uh, went to college and didn't realize at the college after they told me I couldn't become an uh, architect, I had to figure something else out, so I chose business administration I realized two years later that I liked accounting, but I was so far into business administration, and I said, let me finish this and uh, make the best of it and uh, go from there. I uh, graduated from college in 79. Uh, 1980, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and the rest of it is history. Come to Atlanta, Georgia, 1981, I met my wife, and uh, we married in 1983, and... uh, 38 years later, we're still married. We have three kids, and, and it's been a great life. It, it has not come without difficulty because there were challenges along the way. It's a challenge being married. It's a challenge being a man. It's a challenge being a good father. It's a challenge being a husband. But uh, my upbringing, I was brought up, and I knew right from wrong. And so I was always trying not to do the wrong thing because it has consequences, and then you didn't want to hurt somebody. I could not. Mama raised us up with a heart. We couldn't. We weren't just dogged people. We had to take care of people and help people. And so with that, it was allowed me the opportunity to be able to stay married and, and to be 
provide and help out. So one changing thing. Excuse okay. me, Larry. So with your yes. as your mother was raised, and you tell tell us a little bit about your background. Were you raised in the church, or how did you you know how did you learn well, you know to? We were raised in the church initially. Mama was uh, mm-hmm. uh, initially aunts and uncles were in Baptist church, and and uh, we were raised early in the Baptist church, and mom went to become one to be a Jehovah Witness. My older brother became a Jehovah Witness, and uh, we would study up under Jehovah Witnesses. And I pretty much studied with the Witnesses until I went away to college. Mm-hmm. And when I went to college, I went to Bishop College, which, which is a was a Baptist college. Mm. And for four years, every day, we every week, we went to the chapel three times a week. And mm-hmm. uh, on Sundays, everybody went to church somewhere, so... I became affiliated with with Baptists, and okay. uh, as I say, Mom raised us up to be good people. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, you had that tendency you could be bad, but you know that little person inside of you said you can't do that. And it's not the right thing to do. Not that I hadn't done things that I shouldn't have done, but it steered me in the right way. And I got with a group of guys at the uh, Bishop College that we we I guess we all made a pact that we we're going to move forward, be be all we could be. And uh, it it all worked. Uh, was able to graduate, play football, played against some of the some of uh, some of the, the, the household names of, uh, that older people, the baby boomers, would know. Played against Walter Payton. Oh, played yeah. against a quarterback from uh, from, more, uh, from Mississippi Valley State, Parnell Dickinson, who was the first black quarterback to go down to Tampa Bay. Played against some guys out of. Uh, Tennessee State, I mean, out of uh, Texas Southern, mm-hmm. and I played against uh, my freshman year. Played against Hollywood Henderson to play for the Cowboys, and it was just, mm-hmm. it was just, uh, just, just mind blowing to be able to be a part of some of the things that I had an opportunity to be a part of. Without a mentor, if I'd had someone to, to have coached me along the way, telling me what what roles to take and which way not to go and which way to go. I may have been on TV myself. Uh, I played that hard and wanted to to accomplish that. But God had something else for me. Mm. He sent me to Atlanta. When I got to Atlanta, I got a job with uh, a TV store. Curtis Mathis, they had stores. I was working at Curtis Mathis in Dallas, and I'm transferred here. And it was to a colorful time TV store because they had no stores here. And so I had a job when I got here. I came here and worked out in Forest Park. And I didn't like what they had me doing. Uh, but I managed until I had another opportunity. Run into an older fraternity brother who said, why don't you try the insurance business? And um, I remember the insurance business from waiting banquet tables and we waited on an insurance group one time they seemed like they were big spenders so i said let me try that <laughs> went to atlanta life How about that <laughs> worked at atlanta life had a chance to be dipped in the rich history of atlanta life mm. uh being a part of atlanta life i i was with a group that sat and talked to maynard jackson when he was uh uh on his second on his uh, that last two of his mayor as being mayor, we were with a group that when Andrew Young wanted to run for to be mayor, uh, it opened my eyes up to some things that I never knew about Afro-American history. 
mm. and it changed my whole life. I got it. I was I was a member of uh, of uh, Martin Luther King's church. I sung in the choir. I got a chance to meet Daddy King, uh, Mrs. Coretta Scott King, and the kids. Uh, I was being able to see people that I never knew I would have an opportunity to, but I was a somewhat of clean-cut kid and, 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 and people as tall, and they uh, gave me an opportunity, and I took advantage of it. Uh, from Atlanta Life, I went to Independent Life. I said, if I'm going to be in this business, I need to be able to help people. And Independent gave me a bigger path to, to work, but there again, I didn't like that because they were given uh, to me, I thought, was policies that people qualify for more. And uh, I said, if I'm going to stay in this business, I have to move on. So I went to New York Life Insurance Company. Mm. One of the reasons I went to New York Life Insurance Company is that my wife's father had coverage with New York Life, and he wouldn't buy any coverage from me when I was with Independent Life. And so I said, <laughs> I'm going to sell two things with one stone. So <laughs> I married his daughter, and he's one of my biggest customers that I have or my clients that I have now. And, and he's wonderful. very happy that he, he, he he did make that choice. And referred you to some York others. I'm, I'm sure, Larry, well, and referred you to the others. He worked at the VA hospital, mm -hmm. and I was interviewing all kind of people from the VA hospital. Mm -hmm. He was a retired military man, so he referred me to military people, mm -hmm. all types of people. Oh, I and I greatly appreciated that. But at New York Life, I had a gentleman that uh, named Cassius Williams that they gave me an opportunity. I had a black manager back in 1984, and he allowed us to, to grow, and he taught us. And uh, I've been a part of New York Life since that time. And I've helped so many families. I've helped uh, so many. And I got all the, the knowledge I got was from working from Atlanta Life and Independent Life because those two were home service companies, so it taught you to be open to people. In everybody's situation, you don't judge it, you help them. And so I was in a situation where I was able to help families, and I think I made a big difference in, in the Atlanta community. I believe I could get you to ride with me, and we go knock on anybody's door that I have as a client, they would welcome me in, announce, and say, Mr. Massey, I've either helped somebody uh, graduate from college, I've helped somebody buy a new house, I've helped somebody retire, I've helped somebody when they were disabled, and I've taken care of families when someone passed away. And uh, that has been a joy to me. Uh, many people have likened my career to a ministry, and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I've likened and it to a garden. And I say, well, I'm going to take care of the the, 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 my garden. I'm going to make sure I keep the weeds out of it and, and make sure it provides a crop every year. And so that has been what I've been doing. And uh, then we had wanted kids, and uh, God blessed us with three kids. It changed my life. I had to balance it all. I had to help people, take care of my family, and still be a good person. And so uh, it just made me a better person in so many ways. And the pattern I chose, many people wanted to choose it behind me, and uh, I've just been an example to others and tried to work with others. And uh, as I said, Mama gave us a heart, and I hurt. I, I see things now today, and I, I tell my wife that 
that's kind of tough right there. I can't, you know, it's hard. It's, I was in situations where I would come home at night and I would go in my kids' room and kiss them because I've had to deal with somebody who's just lost somebody or some mm-hmm. bad situation that I've been involved with uh, that touched me, and I just had to come home and hug my family and tell them that uh, if Daddy's not here down the road, I, I made a way for your hopes and dreams to come true, and I want you all to be successful. One thing that changed my whole life was my son Thomas and Lawrence was talking. Lawrence is older. He said, Daddy, are you coming to the baseball game today? And Thomas jumped in and said, Tom, Daddy's not coming because he has to go make a sale. And that touched me. I said, well, let me go out to this game today. And it started raining. I got out here with my suit on, and I got my Johnson Murphy shoes on, and and I'm standing right next to the dugout to try to keep from getting wet, but my feet got wet, my shoes got soggy. But Thomas hit a home run. And if I had not been there, I don't care how you would have explained it to me, I wouldn't have been able to, 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 to understand it as, if, as when sitting there and watching it. And, it's, it's and so, so that awesome. changed my whole mindset. From mm. that point, I said I'm going to slow down on my work, had to manage it, but I'm going to be with my kids and, and, and follow them. And so I was able to be with them uh, all their youth years and to the high school and into college, and now all three have finished college, and uh, I can make some money now if I choose to. But God has been good to us, and uh, I, I, I will never forget that 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 being able to be a part of it. I had a manager one time saying, "Well, why did you, why are you doing that?" I said, "Well, I take my kids and drop them off in the morning uh, at the bus stop. I walk to the bus stop with them. I'm the only dad to be out there at the bus stop." And I said, "When they leave, they're all happy." I said, "If they had tails, they all would be wagging." And I said, "Well, <laughs> and Mama gonna get them in the afternoon and." And then we come back home that evening and we get them all settled and get them all ready to go the next day. And to have had that experience, I will never uh, forget that. And uh, uh, I talk to, I, I walk around the neighborhood and I talk to the kids at the bus stop and I just tell them, hey, you all have a good day. Uh, have uh, Be the best you can be. Get all good grades. And it just, it's, it, it's, it's fun. And I've learned how to talk to to to. to to the neighborhood and, and, and just just give goodness and that's what we we all need to do mm-hmm. and uh i've been happy and able to do that but at the same time there's other things that i've done i'm i'm, I'm all for uh racial justice i'm a fighter for that i, I was one that went up to the foresight county march that the years ago i i Work with Hosea Williams on some of his marches. I've, uh, I've, uh, I took it to New York Life. I helped create a group called the, the African American Market Unit, which we try to make sure that New York Life does the right thing for employees as well as clients who are African American. Uh, I've just been involved with different stuff. I'm involved with Cap Alpha Psi, uh, with the alumni chapter, and I've been been out in the communities. We feed people and go to the homeless shelters and clean up streets and just do a lot of different things that, that, uh, to help. And, 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 and that's where I'm at at this point in life. Uh, in, in the early part of life, you're learning. In the mm-hmm. next phase, you're, you're earning. And then you begin to teach. And your last phase is that you're giving. So I'm trying to give all I have. I don't want to carry anything with me. 
And uh, that's where I'm at in life at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm on this podcast with you to try to give what I have. It may not be the same that everybody has experienced, but uh, I've tried to be the best I could be in helping whatever way I can and, 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 and different things. So if I, give me another question, I'll go from there. That is wonderful. I just want to make some comments about what all you said and what I heard. Uh, what I heard on your journey was, uh, number one, let me say, um, you you were obedient in God's plan. He says um, he's first, family second, and the job is third. So you, you had, it was order. And I know when you're in order, God rewards order, and he blesses order. So I saw the blessings came all along the way because of your obedience to God's plan. Um, And I love the fact that, and it reminds many of us and many parents um, make that mistake of with your son and the game. You know, the the fact that you were there, uh, you chose to take that time to come to his game. And you said that was life changing, which I love. That fact that you realized once again that that time with your son and you being there and if you had not been there, you wouldn't have gotten to witness that. But that was a, a life changing uh, situation because it is important um, because they don't always stay small and they grow up fast. And then uh, that's a time you say you remembered, but I'm sure they remembered. He remembered. Then that's the, the story that he can share and tell to his children. So that is so important um, that we don't get caught up in, in um, you know, uh, making the money and, and I got to do this and I got to do this. Because once again, when you're obedient to God, he will provide. He will make a way. So that is so important. Um, the other thing that I was listening to you as well. I, you are a, a giver. Once again, you're a blessing. You always think about other people and giving back. Um, and and that is so key. You were being selfless and not selfish. So you gave back to um, everybody, the community, uh, your children, and balanced. I, what I saw was, um, which is very important, uh, is a balanced. You ha- you're living a balanced life. So <laughs> when you started, you said, then the kids came, the children came, <laughs> and then I had to learn how to be here and be there. But um, you have done well, and like you said, it it, it comes with um, you know, it comes with with training. You you learn to that manage it all. You man, you learn to manage it all, and and a lot. Let, let, let me let me state this to you, Miss Mayor. I've worked 40 years on commissions. So when you say I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I, I, I give others or bless others, I've worked on a commission. I have not worked on a salary. And so God has been good to me. And uh, there's been some, some, some times when I had some doubt, but God comes through and, 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 and blesses you. Mm-hmm. And he gives you more than you need. Uh, our family, we're all tall, and uh, as I say, my kid, two boys play football, and Lawrence Thomas played basketball, and Thomas is six ten. Lawrence is five five five. Uh, excuse me, six five. Christina is six feet, and so they never missed 
a meal. They, 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 they weren't lacking for anything. And so God has been a good provider mm-hmm. to us. And, and uh, my wife has been just an excellent mate. And uh, we're still together. I jokingly said to her, I said, when Christina turned 18, that we had to renegotiate our contract because that was all I needed to be here for. She thought differently, but I said, when I say renegotiate it, we have to look out for ourselves at this point and love each other and take care of each other. And uh, that's the way we're doing it now. But as I say, God has been good to us. Mm -hmm. He's blessed us. And we have to have faith and trust in him taking care of us. And uh, he will. Yes, that's wonderful. wonderful. And you're giving um, the point being to is giving is not just your money. You get we see you very be you giving a lot of time. So and that's the whole point. You know, sometimes when people say giving, people think it's monetary, but it's what God know what he has blessed you to have at that particular point and then you know he he grows us so if you don't have you're one of those people saying well i don't have the money but you make time you know you give time so um whatever you give um once again you're blessing others with it and it's so many people that love especially older people uh, seniors, you know, that love, and Larry, I'm sure you have many stories about that, where they just wanted to enjoy you coming, just sitting, talking to them, you know, with your clients. Um, that, that, that is correct. Even today, they call, and they, I had a gentleman, he passed away. His name was Reverend Grant. Reverend Grant was out of the Atlanta area. Reverend Grant was a church builder. Uh, he he would go out in communities and and re- and and, and, and bring the congregations back together and make the church work in those areas. Reverend Grant uh, would call and call New York Life and complain about his agent. And the only thing Reverend Grant wanted me to do was come out and talk to him. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. was no service work or anything, but he would complain. And I had it all along the way that clients were like that. Mm-hmm. Mama lost her mother when she was 11. I lost her father when she was 15, so her grandmother took care of her, which was my great-grandmother. I, I knew her when she when I was 11. Uh, she passed shortly after that. But Mama always surrounded us with older people. And, and until I became an adult, I didn't realize that Uncle So-and-so and Aunt So-and-so were not related to us. But they cared for us just like we were theirs. And so that has been in my heart all the time, and so I've done side work i've helped people along the way and so i was i knew nothing else but to do that and so working in with atlanta life and and and, and independent life i even I, I was just able to just just be totally involved with that helping people i used to take out uh want ads to people because they told me they couldn't find a job and i'd try to find a job for them or try to <laughs> tell them somewhere they can go get a mm-hmm. job and i would try to tell people how to Budget your money. I had some people who were beer drinkers, and I said, well, when you get your money, you don't just drink all it up with everybody. I said, why don't you buy you a case of beer and get you a can of it and drink it, and, and that way you have something tomorrow. I mean, just, just try to help people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we have to do. And if, 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 if men, I'm saying this to the men listeners, and I'm saying this to the women who have a man, if the men would just stand up and be who they're supposed to be, a lot of the issues that we have, we wouldn't have. I understand the plight of a man. It's hard. You know, you, you have some tough situations, but you just got to hold on and stay in there. You got to have a relationship with God because he gives you the strength to make it in the middle of a storm. He gives you the strength to hold on. And uh, that's 
I encourage men to be better. Take care of that family. Uh, we One year, several years ago, we had a storm. It was a hurricane around this time that came through and it went through Georgia, knocked trees down everything. We have a porch, and on the porch we have some fern baskets. And in the fern basket, I knew it was a nest in one of them, so I went out there while the wind was blowing to see if everything, what, what had happened to the birds. And I looked in there, and they didn't fly out. Mama had her wings over the biddies. There's about four or five of them in there, and Mama. And the, 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 the nest was just swinging back and forth. And Mama didn't leave. She stayed there with the babies. And so if nature takes care of his kids, man has to do the same thing. We can't, we can't run when it's, the, the water is hot and, 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 and it's dusty. We've got to stay in there and, and make a way for the family. Cover them. Yes, that is right. Coming from a man who knows and living life abundantly. So true, uh, Mr. Larry. And as I said to, um, you know, it's different um, these days, but we are. We have to learn to be a village once again. And, um, you know, when I was growing up, everybody, child was everybody's child. You could talk to everybody's uh, child like it was your child. So um, it takes all of us. We are our brother's keepers, and it is uh, challenging. But once again, I remember having a conversation with my son. I'm, I'm the mother of two um, uh, grown men now. My oldest is 34. My youngest is 31. And um, I remember I was talking to him um, about uh something with his father and I said I was making an excuse and he said um uh, he said mom he said that doesn't have anything to do with it he said it's whatever you make up in your mind that you want to do and um so once again it's it's the mindset no matter what your background is what has gone on it's whatever you make up in your mind um, that you want to do. So um, we, as we listen to the men this month, and um, um, there, that, that is, it, it's uh, difficult, but we know that it, life is not easy. That's part of the journey of um, in us growing um, is, and we're always going to have challenges. So, um, and Larry, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you as well. For you, being um, being a man and 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 um, being a, a man of color, what would you say? Well, I probably would say that in each area. What was what did you find most challenging? Being a father, being in the work in the um in your career, what what has been most challenging for you? Do you think the the unnecessary roadblocks? If I'm uh, if I'm just like you, then I need to be dealt the same card that you got. You can't deal two cards to you and one card to me. That's not fair. And I'm doing more than you doing, and so. That was a challenge. And as I said, I didn't have any, I had no episodes of, of direct discrimination that I come to Georgia. I grew up, didn't really know about it because I grew up, in, grew up in a black community that we were able to shop and do all the things that we needed to do. 
within the community. We had areas that we knew mm-hmm. weren't the best area for us to go to, but uh, didn't prohibit us from being able to live a good life. But mm-hmm. coming to Georgia, it was boundaries, and it was just challenging to, you know, you got to go over the boundary. So and, and we got to push, and we can't just settle for anything. And, uh, you know, I want the same. I want, mm-hmm. uh, I want, I want to... I want good grocery stores on my side of the town too. I don't want I don't want you to give me the the, the, the lease and and put it on somewhere else. And so we have to realize that, and we have to fight for it. And so many people don't want to fight, but that was that was being a man. That's the most challenging problem I've had, and I've had to try to instill in my kids to to be the best at all they do. And that's why I try to be the best at all I do, so that. Uh, there's no doubt about who I am and what I can do. I've tried to be the best in New York life. Anything I do, I try to be the best. I may not be the fastest. I may not be the the high score. I may not be uh, the best looking, but I try to be the best in what I do. And I tell people, I don't care what you do, be the best. You know, because you never know who you may meet and how what you're doing may influence somebody else to give you an opportunity to do something else. I want to tell you this, Miss Mary. We were tra- traveling to Chicago for Thanksgiving, and we left out Wednesday night late, and so we traveled until we got to Indiana. We couldn't make it to Chicago, so we stopped about an hour or so south of Indianapolis, and we took a hotel, and we would get up that morning and keep going. Got up that morning, had breakfast, kept going, and... uh Somewhere is a little area that, that where the Amish people live. So it's nothing. You don't see anything. And the car breaks down. And my kids, I never forget it. My, my kids said, Daddy, get the car going. What's the problem? Get the car going. And Daddy said, you try to get it going. I'm working. I had uh, Geico. And so Geico was sending somebody to us. They were taking a long time. They didn't know how long it would be. And a truck pulled up to white gentleman girl. One of them had a limp. It was a father and son. He said, well, hey, we, we see you broke down. We're going to help you. But we got to go somewhere else. Another one, and we got another guy coming to get you in a few minutes. So another, uh, shortly a pickup truck come, a uh, uh, tow truck come in, come in, and he said he needs to take us back in town. He see what the problem is and see if we can get us back on the road. Took us back in town. Start working on the vehicle, say, hey, it needs a part, everything is closed, it's Thanksgiving Day, and we're not going to be able to get it done until the next day. And there are my hopes and my, I'm just saying, oh, we're not going to make it. And I'm like, if I can get to Indianapolis, I can rent a car or whatever. And I'm just, you know, they, they, they seem to hurt in me, and I'm on the phone with my family telling them the situation. They were wanting to come get us, but I said, that's, that's three hours one way or more, and that's to, you know, you know, mess up your day. And so uh, they said, well, take us by their house. And I was kind of skeptical about it, but I said, well, let's go. And then before I knew it, I had me and the boys in one vehicle and my wife and a daughter in another vehicle. And I'm like really scared. I don't know what's happening. They took it to the house, <laughs> and they had a big family there doing Thanksgiving dinner. And when we got there, they had angels on the porch. And... uh when we got in the house, had pictures of angels all over, kids playing. They were eating, and, and they asked me to get something to eat. My kids, they jumped right on in. They had no problem. I couldn't eat because I was hurt, and they sent me over there on the phone trying to make figure it out. And uh, 30, 40 minutes later, a Cadillac, brand-new Cadillac drives up. 
And the man comes in the house, I'm going to let you use this while you're here. And I said, well, if I could get to Indianapolis, I could rent a car. He said, well, I tell you what, why don't you just take it to Chicago, come back on Saturday, we'll have your car fixed, you can get your car there. And I said, are you for real? And he said, yeah. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> a lady come up to me and she said, look here. So you from Georgia. So we've been down to Georgia. <laughs> we've been down to see, we've been to Kanye's Georgia. Kanye's Georgia. We've gone out there to see the, <laughs> we've come out there to see uh, the house. The house that Nancy Fowler had. And uh, say, everything going to be all right. Don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. That was an act of God. Mm-hmm. Favor. We drove to Chicago, and we got to Chicago about 6 o'clock and was able to get in there and eat dinner, and we just had a good time. The next day I'm calling dealerships to try to get an idea what it's going to cost me. Uh, we left Saturday morning coming back. The guys only charged me for the part. They wouldn't even accept any money from me, and wow. we went on our way. That was a blessing. That was God. Yeah. And I've not been I've not been the same about that. Wow. A week or two later I'm riding down one twenty four onto an appointment, running late. And I look over to the side of the road and there's a man with one leg and he waves at me. And after what I've experienced, I'd roll on down a half mile, so I say, I gotta go back and get this man before somebody else get him. So I will come back and get him. He say uh he trying to get the to Douglasville to get some money so he can go back to uh, Conyers and get a prescription filled. And he just come from the doctor. He got one leg. He said the devil's a lie and he's going to be all right. And I'm like sitting here. I said, well, I'm going to give him all the money I got. I have about $60. I said, I'll give him the money I got. But I said, the biggest problem I have is how am I going to let this man Wait a minute, wait a minute, Larry. Now, you said that the man was had one leg and he was walking, and you said you gave him your $60? Is that that is correct. Oh, that is okay. correct. Uh, I, I said, let me pick this man up. And I said, uh, and he got in the car. He said, God, he said the devil is a liar. I said, where you been? He said, I've been, in the, been to the doctor's office in Snellville, and then I, 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 I got a cousin out in Douglasville is going to owe me $20. I got to get a prescription field in Covington, and, and he lived out uh, off Georgia 11 somewhere. And I said, well, don't worry about the money. I'm going to give you the money. So I looked in my pocket. I had about $60, and I said, I'm going to give him that. But the biggest problem I had was how was I going to let this man out of my car with one leg at the expressway? And so when we got to 20, I just made the left, took him to Conyers, Took him to the pharmacies that he was speaking about. They come out and got him and thanked me for bringing him there and that they would make sure he got home. And I was able to go on to my appointment that I was running late for and still made it in time. And so saying that, I'm just saying you, we, we have to give and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we can be a blessing to others and God will bless us in our giving and so that's how we have to do and and men have to we have to learn how to give we have mm-hmm. to we it can't be a tight fist we got to be able to give and and uh let go of some stuff and uh, it all come back to you god will bless you in some kind of way my wife sometimes say i've got too many irons in the fire but i say well if anything happens to me i want people to have irons in the fire to help you all too 
So that's what it's all about. Mm, There's been many days that I get the kids and when they were little and we go by and say, we got to go in and see this person. I want you to give them a hug and they just lost somebody or something. Mm. And uh, so I tried to raise them up so they would have good hearts too. Mm. And so that's what it's, that's what it's all about. It's been, uh, as I said, my business has been my ministry and my garden. And I try to take care of my garden and I try to provide ministry to the people who need ministry. And that's what it is. You are. That is. It is a ministry. What we do, we have to understand that. I always call them uh, assignments. I never refer to them as a job. No, it is an assignment because I know that what I do, God placed me there. I know in my past job, he placed me there. He told me and told me when he said, when it's time for you to leave, you will know. So once again, it is not a job. It's an assignment. It's a ministry. Everything in our lives is a ministry whether we see that it that correct. way or not that so that's wonderful and what you said and that's why I stopped and went back and said wait wait a minute you gave him the because it is I wanted the, the point I wanted to make was we have to give and givers are when you talk to people who are giving if you look around and you think about someone in your family who you know is always giving you'll see how blessed you know you see the blessings that comes back because it does once again it does come back to you it may not come back directly to you but it may be your children that so is correct God, God has blessed me with my kids mm-hmm. and uh, you stated that Lawrence is going to be 29 Thomas is going to be 25 and Christina is 23 so we we're a little bit older and i've been in new york life 36 years and uh mm-hmm. we're going to october will be 37 and uh we just keep keep pushing on but another change in my life was my wife joining the prayer line and to hear you all on that prayer line every saturday morning and sometimes on wednesday morning it, it's been changing and you all have changed my wife and how she processes life and, and I'm just I'm so blessed to be a part of it and thankful and uh, many people actually say well how do you get to be where you are I say well you can't give up and just keep moving and then I say some people are not going to do what I do I may do some things that the, out of the ordinary that, that, that you normally don't do it's like I may be the person at the house and all the family come over and who is this person in the bereaved family so that's my insurance agent I'm at the funeral and the wife is looking back at me, wiping her eyes, and I'm wiping my eyes because I'm crying, wish I had a soul more. So I'm just saying, being situations, I've, I've had to go and speak at, 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 at uh, funerals, I've gone to speak at uh, weddings, I've gone to speak at, uh, at uh, graduations with the family and stuff like that. And so those are some things that some people won't do. And they said, so that's how you get successful. Because you can call on people and they owe you. I have some families here in Atlanta that I've paid over 10 death claims in the whole family line. And so when insurance comes up, they think of me. And uh, mm. and I'm, I'm so happy to be that person. So I do things a little bit differently. I'm like the sparrow. God feeds me every day. Mm. And I don't worry about how I'm going to be fed because he's going to look out for me. 
And you listen, you know, he orders your steps. And, that is correct. Yes, and I am. Um, so my listeners hear me talk about the prayer line. Um, actually, I mentioned the prayer line last week. And um, we, we, I was telling them that we are praying. Uh, once again, we were praying for our men. Um, and I, you'll hear me say our men. And I say that because once again, we are our brother's keepers. So um, it is so important. And the other thing that I hear, and with all the men that I've had on, and I know that that is uh, the main reason that they are so successful, uh, is because they all have said, all of you have said, um, you know, God, you have God in your life and, and God first. And so that is, is so key. That's the key. That's the key right there. <laughs> that is the key. Well, well, he will he will get your attention mm-hmm. at some point in life. And I, I tell people now, I say, I'm, it, it's, it's only 3%. And I say, God has slid the 97% off the table. He's not worried about that. But me and him fighting over the 3%. He said, you, I'm gonna get, you're going to give me the 3%? And he will flash something in your in, in, in your view or he will give you a pain or this or that so you're gonna you're gonna give it to him and as you get older your eyes open up and you can see wide and and, and it can't be anything but God that helps you out and Absolutely. so men have to just learn how to do that earlier mm-hmm. and we will be so much more uh, beneficial to everybody in the world. Absolutely. So last question, um, Mr. Larry, and I'm going to let you go because I know you're a very busy man. Uh, and we can see and we want you to continue to be um, blessing and uh, all the sacrifices um, because that comes along with being a father. So and that brings me to the question of you being a father. What is um the difference between a father and a daddy, or do you think it's a difference? It's yeah. a it's a big difference. Okay. There's many many fathers, but it's a daddy is different. As I told you, I take I was taking my kids to the bus stop to catch the school bus in the morning. It wasn't any daddies out there. There'd be some mothers out there. Uh, I'm interfering for my kids on different issues: high school, elementary school, middle school. I was a daddy. I've even interfered for them in college. And so my dad is one that's got to be there and got to help. I told my kids when they were young, I said that if you all will listen to me, daddy will make you great. And I've been trying all my days with my family to try to make my kids great. That's why I run the Peachtree Road Race. That's why I get the awards. We have something at home called the in the foyer. Any kind of award you would get, you put it in the foyer, you leave it in there for a few weeks. And they come out and say, Aww. well, Daddy, you hadn't had anything in there, in, there in, in, in a while. So I said, well, let me take you upstairs to my office. And you look at all the stuff in the, in, 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 on the bookcases and all that stuff. Those are my spoils. So it's not like Daddy hadn't gotten anything. It's just, yeah, I don't have anything right now because he's helping you all. But I will be getting something soon, too. Mm. And so uh, there's a difference between a dad and a father. As I told you, my, my stepfather was... Uh, he was a provider, but he he wasn't a daddy. And he could have been so much more to us. He may have been a daddy to his kids, but me and my older brother, we we could have used some additional training or mentorship or showing a way to to, to do things and we 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 had to pick it up on our own. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so there's a difference. And uh, but mm-hmm. uh, fathers can become daddies too. As I told my older brother, he went a different way. But I told him, I said, John, you can't, uh, you can't make a difference in your kids' lives now. But I said, you can help them with their grandkids, and that's that way. From this point forward, you can recover, and and show them that you meant well too. So we have to, we have to continue to give. Is we need the father in our lives as well as we need the mother. Mom is so special, and we we couldn't get do anything without her. But you have to have the daddy. Daddy does things differently. My kids, they will. Take advantage of my wife, but I'm not going to allow him to take advantage of me. <laughs> and so that's why you have to have that daddy in there to, 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 to run interference, <laughs> to make it all work. Mm. Wonderful. Wonderful. I am thankful that um, I had my father, and I had three sisters and one brother, and we all were daddy's girls, but I'm thankful I had a father and he was a daddy as well. Um, and I was just thinking when you said that, um, <laughs> each also was different because I was the, I was the hard one I, <laughs> I was <laughs> in the family, but, um, moms are always, of course, that's a whole different role as well. So you that's right. right. You that's definitely right. need the daddies. We definitely need the father. Oh, you had to have it. You got to, well, the daddy gives, the daddy provides a strength. Mm-hmm. And so when they look over here and daddy not sweating, then they say, well, I'm not going to sweat either. But they look over and mama got some sweat off of them. Then they tend to sometimes develop that. Mm-hmm. And so mamas have to be careful. I want to say something to the ladies out here. If you have a man in your life, your husband, your significant other, your about-to-be husband or whatever, celebrate him. Let him know that, hey, I care about you. I need you. Yes. Uh, I, I, I like what you do. Uh, let's Let's make it all work. And that's where we have issues sometimes. We don't we don't acknowledge that. And uh, we can't pull and tug with each other. If somebody has to give, it's hard to give sometimes, but somebody has to give. It, but it all works out. And in the end, you all will be happy and blessed. That's so true. Because everybody, we got those, uh, the the men have that thing that's called ego. and right. um <laughs> So we know that um, we have to do that. That's important. All right. Well, um, Mr. Massey, I certainly have pre- appreciate Larry you joining me today. And um, I wanted to say I love uh, your tagline: "Be the best at whatever you do every day." And we know that being the best. Um, Everybody's best is different, but you know your best, and God That's knows correct. your best. That's correct. That's correct. So That's correct. once again, be good. right? You you want to do your best. Because your best in that comparison thing, we always, that's a big thing uh, with some people comparing. No, don't compare yourself to anyone else. You be, because God created us all with a purpose in mind. And he created us all individually. And he knew what he was doing. So he. That, he, that is correct. He, that is correct. And, and Larry, when I, um. I went on online. I told you I was going to uh, Google for you. <laughs> Do you know? Have you ever Googled yourself? Yeah, I've seen her name. I tell people, I tell people, clients all the time, I say, if you, you can't call me, get me, just put my name in the Google bar uh, and uh, I should pop up. Uh, Larry, it's about, I don't know how many Larry Masses. <laughs> I don't know how many. Good, I knew your, your face. I had seen right, your face. Right. 
because and then reading because even I I was like wow I did not know well, so Larry, Massey, Larry Massey Larry Massey in New York Life yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. yes so that's how we that is and D I saw that Larry D Massey and then the that's New right. York Life was that's what right. really because if that was not there. I wouldn't yeah, know it, it if they a, don't there's, know. There's a lot of Larry Masses. Right, it's right. a lot of Larry Masses. But that is amazing. But it's only one Larry uh, D. Massey. Larry, right, Larry like Darnell Massey. Yes, everyone, like I say, be your own person. Be who God created you to be. Um, so I appreciate you once again. Now, before you go, I always give my uh, guests their plug. So um, this your opportunity to tell the listeners because uh, this, as I said, I've told all my guests they will be back. So next time I have you back because life um our planning is one of the areas that we educate in. And so when we talk about planning, we talk about life insurance because we want people to have their, their, you know, arrangements, everything together uh, to leave. I always say that's your farewell gift. Make sure you have a, a farewell gift for your family. You want to have your things in order and don't depend on your family to take care of all of that. So, um, but if you want to at this time put your plug in for uh New York Life and how uh, the listeners can contact you if they need any um, insurance in in that area. You, uh, this is your time. Your okay, commercial. Well, I'm going I'm I'm to leave my number and I'm going to leave my uh, email address. Wonderful. Um, I'm here to help, and uh, I specialize in 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 helping African Americans, but I help everybody. And uh, anything I can do to help you, I'd be more than happy to help you. Uh, we all have income that we earn at some point, and different. We do a lot of the things that we want to do, but there's a group of people who depend on you, and and and, and it's really to a uh, we we need to take care of that. And in, in, in the way God has it, and in the Bible, you're not really judging. You you're not judged for two generations, so it's got to be what you did for your grandkids. And so, leave the family something. Leave them a roadmap. Leave them something so they can be better. Um, and that's what I would want you to do. My number, 770-730-2085, is my office number. My cell phone number, 770-363-1615. And I can be reached at lmassey at ft dot new york life dot com l massey at f t dot new york life dot com and if you can't find that then larry d massey put me in the google bar and i should pop up i'm associated with new york life i'm associated with cap alpha size so you should pull me up in some way uh miss mary i really appreciate the opportunity anything i can do i'd be more than happy to talk more with the with the people concerning planning and things of that nature and uh, if I can be of any assistance to you please call me I certainly will and listeners you heard that and of course you know um, if you can't reach him or you didn't get the contact information you can always call Miss Mary and um, I will connect you (laughs) 
So we either way, and I love Larry, um, and I guess you noticed I added that into your bio because I had seen that um, um, in the plug of New York Life, helping people put their love into action. And I love that. That, that is correct. Because well, that's, it is that's what it's all about. Word. Yeah, it is. That, it that is, is correct. It that is, is correct. It is absolutely. It is action. Love in action. So um, I appreciate you so much and thank you so much for your time. We have enjoyed uh, once again, listeners sharing. Um, this is the finale, as I said, and he has given us so many nuggets uh, just listening through his about listening to his journey of living the abundant life and a victorious life. So thank you once again, Larry, and um, we appreciate you. Thank you very much, and thank you to the listeners. All righty. So, listeners, we, uh, once again, just love um, having our, this month reaching out to our men and um, celebrating you uh, guys. And I've asked, uh, you know, as I ask every week, I ask you to share um, the podcast with others, direct them to listen to our podcast and tell them where they can uh, find us and listen um, to the podcast. And so this one I'd ask, especially I said to all the men that you know, make sure you send them the link for this podcast and um, to all family, friends, men you work with. So um, we, I ask you to do that. Remember to do that. And uh, just continue. And we appreciate you, of course, listening uh, each week and sharing. I'm not going to hold you too much longer. But I want to share. You know, I always like to leave you with an inspirational word. And, um, guys, we really want to continue. Because that's what this was all about. That's why Miss Mary uh, got dropped in my spirit about uh, celebrating this month and just reaching out to our men and and talking to them and sharing, you know, our plan, what God has for From Victim to Victory. Uh, The mission that he has given us is to educate on um, living life abundantly and uh, victoriously. So uh, once again, the men, um, we say to you, we just want, we wanted to, tell you that we love you and wanted to encourage you we know it's hard we know it's not easy um and that's life but whatever you you're going through um and you've been through and once again we all always have something going on and life is challenging and God didn't tell us it was going to be easy um when he said we would have trials and tribulations but they come to make us stronger they come to grow you so once again, and we're here, we, we're here for support. We have to go back and remember that and get our focus right. And our focus, once again, the key is having him in your life, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, God, knowing him. That's the first step to um, being successful in the program of From Victim to Victory, what we teach and what we educate on. All the resources, everything, it starts with him. So that's your first step. If you have not accepted him, you do not know him, is to begin that relationship. And it's simple. It's just simply 
coming to him and confessing that you know you are a sinner. I tell you, the flesh is not your friend all the time. That's the devil's tool that he uses. So we have to learn to say no to the flesh. We know many of us know the right thing to do, but do we choose to do it? We want to do what the world is always doing, everything that's going on in the world. And I'm not saying, no, you don't need to, that you don't need to know what's going on in the world. I'm just saying that. We, as believers, are set apart. We're set to, apart to be different. We can't look like the rest of the world. We're not called to look like the worst of the world. That's why it's called a journey. We're journeying through here. This is not our home. We did not come to stay. And all of us are going to leave this earth one day. It, you, it just has to be where do you plan to spend your eternal life? It's heaven or hell. I choose to spend mine with God. And that's heaven. So once again, you have to make a decision and make a choice. And when you allow him and to, to lead and guide your life and surrender your life to him, then you'll find that peace. You'll find that journey uh, to living that abundant life. And it isn't overnight. It is a process. You've heard all the men talk about their process. It wasn't easy and what they've gone through. But they are now living it, um, that victorious, abundant life. So uh, let me share this with you. Um, and it's it, this from my, this great devotional book that I'm always um, telling you about, that From Victim to Victory distributes every quarter, um, the word for you today. And one of the lessons this week, it actually is two days, um, is on strive to excellence. So I wanted to share this because as we're talking about doing our best, um, we always want to do in in, in the spirit of excellence. And that's what God expects us to do. Do our best and be a have a spirit of excellence. It doesn't mean perfect because once again, none of us are perfect. We're striving and to do better and to be our best and no perfect people on this earth. So, so it is a difference between excellence and per, perfection. Perfect. Okay. But we're talking about being excellent, doing, striving to be excellent in what we do. And uh, this scripture is Philippians 1.10 and this is the King James Version. And it is entitled um, with scriptures that you may approve the things that are excellent. And, um, as we read, you'll hear the rest of that, that verse. But uh, the title is titled Strive for Excellence. So excellence requires two things, extra time and extra effort. It calls for going above and beyond. And we just heard that from um, Larry as he talked about his journey. What is required of you by others because you're, you consider it a matter of character and integrity. Let me read that whole thing over because I want to make sure you all heard what I said from the beginning before I interrupted to put in my ad in uh, about what we just heard from um, Larry. But it just reminded me when I read that, that the sacrifices and the giving that he was talking about, he did along the way. But it starts with excellent requires two things. Extra time and extra effort. It calls for going above and beyond what is required of you by others because you consider it a matter of character and integrity. Now we are not talking about striving for 
perfection. (laughs) That can drive you crazy and everybody else around you. Perfectionism is based on self-centeredness. It seeks approval and applause. Your goal should be to perform every assignment or endeavor as if God himself required it of you and will be evaluating and rewarding your performance. The old, the old adage, out of sight and out of mind, does not apply to God. He is mindful of your every activity. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. That's Colossians 3, 23 through 24. And that's the easy uh, read version. That means doing the best possible job. Even when the boss is not around. And here's an important thought. Avoid people with poor work habits or who poo-poo you every effort to be excellent. Do you really want to be like them? Are you achieving the kind of results in life that you desire for yourself? If God is your heavenly father, then you carry his name. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And that's Psalms 8 and 1. Today, and here's a beautiful prayer. I love this prayer. Today, pray, Father, give me the desire for excellence in all my endeavors. Help me to live with a constant awareness of evaluating and loving eyes so that I may do everything as unto you and and not unto man. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I love that. I was having that conversation with um, someone a couple of weeks ago because they hinted to me that nobody knew. And I said to them, I had said to them just that, and actually I had to look that scripture up and give it to them because I told them, you know, I don't work for man. My boss is my heavenly father. And he sees and he knows all. So what you're trying to do and what you're trying to hide from man, it doesn't matter because you have to answer to God. But once again, so we have to remember that um, when our boss is on our jobs and when the boss is not there um, that day or whatever, remember who, if you are his child, remember who your father is. And always have a spirit of excellence no matter what you're doing or where you are. We should always have a spirit of excellence because we represent him if you know him. And if you do not, once again, make that, make that decision and do it and do it now. Don't put it off because we don't know. We don't even have the next second. We just have the now. So, I love you, uh, listeners. I appreciate you guys. And once again, I'm not going to keep you. I know we've probably been long, but it has been wonderful. Thank all of you listeners for listening and hanging in there with us um, this month. And so, um, I truly, as I said, it has been my pleasure. It has been my joy to have all of these men on. Uh, I thank all of them and appreciate all of them for taking the time to join me. Uh, we kicked it off with uh, Mr. Alvin Curry, 
Um, we, and then we had um, Dr. Uh, Tatum, Dr. John Tatum. Um, we and then um, last week we had Dr. Francis Thomas, and this week we had Mr. Larry Massey. And I appreciate all of these um, phenomenal men, uh, successful, living their lives abundant and victoriously, for joining us and sharing uh, their journeys with us. And I truly um, thank them and. Thank you once again for listening, and I pray that it has truly uh, touched you and, and been a blessing um, to not just, it certainly has not, it certainly has to me, <laughs> uh, but to all of my listeners and not just the men, um, although we were focusing on um, the men. So uh, remember to go to our website. From victim to victory llc.com um, for the men um, network, or either you can go directly to that men's network, which is www.menshealthnetwork.org. Okay, so guys, I love you and thank you always for listeners. Thank you to all my listeners and um, all of um the all of you who um pray for us and uh donate appreciate you guys and this is miss mary uh your wellness coordinator and facilitator uh your host it is always my pleasure to be your host each week uh my number is 678-910-4856 you know how to reach Miss Mary. Once again, 678-910-4856. If you need any um, of the, the uh, resources or to contact any of my guests that's ever uh, been on with me this month, you know Mr. Curry is with uh, My Econ, one of my companies I'm affiliated with. Um, he does an awesome job. Remember, he's a millionaire producer, a wonderful, um, so he knows finance and helping us to, to, um, save and reduce taxes along with, um, successful financial success, personal financial success. That's teaching and, and showing us and, and helping us to be millionaires, um, and planning and, pa and, uh, leaving something for uh, our children's children and uh, helping to pass on to the generations. That's what we that's what we want to do. Um, we want to raise up our generation. Each generation should be better than the one before. So um, and then Dr. Tatum um, has his, his book, um, Sit Up. Stand up and move up. Um, don't forget you can go to Amazon and, and find that on Amazon. Also, Dr. Francis Thomas uh, has a children, wonderful children's book um, on, and for the family as well on grief. Because uh, he is one of the things in the many things that he does. He is a, a chaplain and um, a grief a counselor. So um, remember him and uh, 
uh, today joining me, Mr. Larry DeMassey, with uh, New York Life. If you need insurance, um, of any, of any um, insurance, New York Life, not just life insurance, but um, contact him and see. Um, he'd love to assist you, all of them wonderful men okay all righty i love you all and um i'm am sounding off this time i know i said that before but i am this time <laughs> and remember this is miss barry we're from victim to victory your host your facilitator and your holistic wellness coordinator i love you guys be blessed and take care of yourselves bye-bye <laughs>